0: All right, man. I'm ready. All right, Zaya, round two Jurassic Views podcast. Man, here we go again. Don't talk to me.
1: <laughs> Do
0: not talk
1: to me. Does that sound familiar? It does. That sound familiar. Yeah. Okay. Two
0: players, or two yeah. jokers. Pat Beverly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pat Pat Beverly, and Lou Will, bragging that they not just signed uh, Kawhi Leonard, but also um, traded for George Paul yeah. George playoff, playoff key. key, as uh, as the as the kids yeah. call him, and uh, yeah. But um it's early in the season, so if you have problems scoring twenty more than twenty points in a yeah. half, I can understand sure. because uh um we all have problems yeah. and like our roster, we're trying to adjust and uh uh but I had a question for you, uh B. Should we sound the alarm like a lot of wow. our Twitter uh are losing their minds? Asking, asking for trade. I think the folks um, having an existential crisis. Oh
0: Are they Bernie Sanders in campaign? Uh, I mean, sound <laughs> the alarm. It's like these people forgot what twenty ten and twenty eleven were like.
1: <laughs> goodness, goodness, gracious!
0: Like we had given up. <laughs> sound the alarm. Are we like thinking we're going to be first place in the East? Are we thinking? Uh, you know this this golden era is over. Like people got to stop. In my opinion, this is uh, it's two losses. Well, I,
1: I I understand we're in a this year has been tough, and so what you wanted the Toronto Raptors to do is to coddle you and tell you that the world is okay, right? right. <laughs> you wanted the you wanted the one or two victories over. um the new orleans new orleans pelicans and the san antonio spurs to assure you that we are still contenders um let me just remind you that it's just the first week Mm -hmm. um and that uh the teams that are really wowing us right now in the nba are the cavaliers okay um the new york knicks um until more recently they were undefeated they're (laughs) Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. So again, this is just the first week. Everyone's adjusting. I.e., the LA Clippers. Um, <laughs> and so for the wraps, so for the ra- in the case of the Raps, um, there's 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 a lot of moving parts here that need to be adjusted. But on a on a more macro level, we have to understand that there was a very short offseason. Mm-hmm. So, if you if we went into the second round, play game seven, and you're asking these guys to do two things: to rest, to improve their game, um, to add weight, and to make necessary adjustments, relocate to another Shh. city, big time, thing. Um, and and then obviously compete at a high level. I understand they're professionals; they're paid accordingly, but there's always these. Um, uh, variables at play that, that take time. And that's not even, that's off the court. Yeah. Now on the court, we also have new, new individuals who are joining the core. Yeah. Right. And so even if they're playing very well, don't, don't, and and statistically at least producing uh, and punching above their weight, Chris Boucher, I see you, mm. um, Aaron Baines, I see you. However, that's not what makes us contenders. What makes us contenders is having one of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. And that takes time to mature, and to cultivate, um, something that, you know, I want viewers to understand is ethos, right. As culture, right. You don't just join a team and immediately, uh, um, get acclimated into the ethos that takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> you know, for those who are thinking that, uh, these two losses means that we have to um go on the spn trade machine and, and see how <laughs> see if if we can you know manufacture uh you know James Harden trade relax okay um you know you know get up from your couch <laughs> dust the cookie crumbs from your belly um put on some pants cuz you've been in your drawers all day okay <laughs> Look look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are not Masai Ujiri and you are not Nick Nurse. Those guys are the masterminds behind this, and they probably have the most patience in seeing this thing through. And by the way, it's only been a week. Mm-hmm. So two relax. two games.
0: Two games. Two games. Goodness. Uh, listen, we can talk about a lot of two-game games situations, right? We can talk about a lot of two game situations that have happened over the years, including the playoffs. Um, And I won't even quote a Raptor. I won't even quote uh, a Raptors writer. Um, I'm going to quote Giannis Antetokounmpo um, as he spoke about the Raptors when they get down 0-2 in a series. He said, those guys? Oh, you still got to be worried about them when they get down 0-2. And here we are regular season. We we've got new coaches, we got a new city, we got new players, new contracts, all kinds of new stuff. And while inexcusable to lose the two games that we've played in my opinion, you know, we could we could make you some addressed it your... Yeah, we could we could make some yeah. stuff up and say Here's some things that we didn't do well, and if we had' done it better, blah blah blah. but at the end of the day, this is a team that is going to respond and rebound as elite professional athletes, and you know if if we're if we're you know two and ten, yeah, okay, we got something to talk about. there's enough data there, but uh you know both of the teams that we played while beatable, uh, still make the margin of error somewhat small. And we had some some bad nights from key guys. Uh, you know, in particular, Fred Van Vliet was awful in game one. Uh, so, was, mm-hmm. so was OG Ananobi. And in mm-hmm. game two, against the Spurs, critical moments, Norm Powell, who's usually, and, and especially last year, was significant in making sure that that second unit uh, was strong and impacted the game positively. I don't even know if Norm Powell knew where he was. Is Norm Powell in Tampa? I don't know, man. I don't don't know.
1: I haven't seen him. I think
0: he's in in a time machine right now. (laughs) He's in
1: 2016. (laughs) Or or, or I think he's in Southern Cal. You know, I think he's in san diego chilling hoping Uh, hoping
0: hoping (laughs) his dogs were with him he loves those dogs
1: (laughs) um you know all respect to norman powell uh we know he's going to pick it up he's a vet yeah Uh, nick nurse uh uh, made some comments uh to the media uh today um calling him out yeah yeah he's a professional and he knows exactly what he needs to do on both ends uh offensively and defensively but i do want to you know i'm not going to continue on this topic Um, people are people are having existential crises (laughs) over two two games is like uh two dates on bumble or (laughs) tinder's not going well and now suddenly you know uh your dreams of matrimony are 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 to the grave relax okay (laughs) Um, Phil Jackson uh, once said, this is ba- probably back in the 90s, he would say, um, when you start the season, you're, what you're seeking to aim is 40 uh, 20. That's the metric, right. meaning you want to attain 40 wins before you attain 20 losses. Um, if you look at the numbers, uh, the Toronto Raptors have a record of attaining that mm-hmm. metric. Mm-hmm. Um, for since the Maasai Ujiri era. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to outline that, you know, the season's going to be a bit different because it's 72 games. Um, there may be a lack of rest. But just a reminder, last year when we had uh, missing bodies and guys were injured, Nick Nurse was your innovator, entre- you know, very entrepreneurial in the way he adjusted. Uh, and plucked people in and out Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing that I do want to also outline is that not only are we going to attain that 40 to ensure that we're contenders but I trust Nick Nurse enough in his player rotations and one thing that I see a lot on Twitter is many folks um, calling out for Malachi Mm -hmm. Flynn to get some minutes free Malachi Flynn (laughs) free Malachi, Malachi Flynn um, I, I know, I know he, you know, he impressed you during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're, you're you're daydreaming of his, you know, San Diego State highlights. Um, the reality is is that uh, he has to earn his minutes, and, and that's and, and that's that's Nick Nurse's philosophy. So someone who's earned his minutes is Matt Thomas for sure. Um, uh, someone who's earned his minutes uh, is Norman Powell. It's, um, you know, Fred Van Vliet playing, you know, 38 plus minutes. You know, you have to literally gain Nick Nurse's trust. And that was his, that was the case last year. Definitely. Um, and it can, it will continue this year. Now, the only difference is that last year, Terrence Davis got minutes because there were some injuries mm-hmm. to the roster. And so he adjusted accordingly. There's no need of that now because everyone's healthy and there's a, a bunch of guards and perimeter players that are uh, on the roster. And so he has to earn his time and um, either through practice or given an opportunity in game adjustments. So I just wanted to outline that because folks, again, mm-hmm. are losing their mind thinking that Malachi Flynn is the next Chris Paul and we should play him immediately. Let the kid let the kid learn the schemes be defensively, and also you know find his flow offensively from the bench. And and that then don't let's not underestimate the learning that goes on there.
0: Absolutely, and who knows what Malachi Flynn and some of the other guys you know like uh, Yuta Watanabe or Udo or uh, Stanley Johnson, whoever who might mm-hmm, be going mm-hmm. to the G League bubble. As well, right? And when you look at a guy like uh, Malachi Flynn, and people have talked about him like uh, being like Fred Van Vliet, uh, you can look to Fred Van Vliet and you say, well, how many minutes did he get in his first year? Or you can look at Chris Boucher, who in 2018, I believe, no, 2019, um, he was the G League. MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Well, it took yeah. him a full year to play in the NBA uh, to get minutes as a rotational player. He didn't even play in the playoffs, really, especially in that Boston series. And now he he's getting more of a chance. And I think Nick Nurse's view of bench rotation is similar to, you know, what guys – coached how how teams were coached in the 80s and 90s they had eight nine guys some sometimes seven man rotations right roster tight keep, right? roster tight. keep yeah. it tight man so you so things can be more predictable um when you get down the stretch and you know as the season goes on and games uh are, are more lopsided one way or the other hopefully the raptors uh, are punishing other teams then you can extend your bench Guys get to know the plays and uh, each other. But for now, I think Nick's, Nick's coaching brilliantly. And I think he, what he's also doing, which you would appreciate a lot, because you talk about this a lot, is he's creating a high standard for us. And he's creating a high exactly. standard for any entry to, uh, to the roster, uh, to the rotation, sorry. And as good as Malachi Flynn was in the preseason – Uh, It's it's, yeah, it's still not good enough, right?
1: Not at all. And uh, one important point, uh, this is more just in terms of logistics of managing a team. We had a shortened preseason. So uh, someone like Kyle Lowry actually didn't play during the preseason. And so these early games for him are getting, he's reasserting himself into the, uh, into the team. And 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 whether you like it or not, it's also practice, right? Yeah. We're getting ready for the playoffs. So I'd rather have a slow start mm-hmm. and have a strong finish than the other way around, right? Sure. So uh, you have to think long-term. And so for those who may not know the intricacies of a full NBA season, mm. um, most veteran teams, the San Antonio Spurs, the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s, they usually actually had slower starts. um, And that was a lot to do with guys, you know, taking care of their bodies, Mm -hmm. right. And knowing when to turn it up. And I'll finish this with, with one, I'll finish it with one example. Uh, One uh, player that you really respected uh, coming up. um, And if you were not rooting for his team, he would hurt your heart. Robert Horry. Robert Horry was a, Atrocious regular season <laughs> player, like he would frustrate you so much. One, and you're wondering why is this guy on your roster, but you knew once the playoffs started, he was on, on both ends. Yeah, and we're, and we're talking about you know um, Robert Horry, the 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 fourth quarter Horry that would crush teams by making making clutch shots. And so for some veterans, they take care of their body. They just used the regular season as a as a um, as a way to prepare themselves for the playoffs. And so again, think long term, not just short term. And um, I know some people are betting and putting money down for the refs to to win against uh, New Orleans Pelicans, but relax. Um, count your bets for the playoffs. Can we move yeah. on?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean just on, on what you said about Robert Ory in particular, I remember in the finals of I think it was two thousand five's final mm. uh when they're when the Spurs are playing the Pistons and and Robert uh, Ory had made a couple uh, big shots. Rashid
1: Wallace, why are you going to double team and leave him open? <laughs> I
0: know and and uh Tim Duncan said, you know. Robert is great and you guys all want to, you know, as the media want to build him up to be this wonderful player. You guys don't know how frustrated I am Adam during regular season and during practice. This guy's sitting on the bench, he's, you know, mm-hmm. eating his lunch late and uh, yeah, so I, you're absolutely right. Guys are uh, tuning up, you know, I think LeBron was famous for saying chill mode in the regular season. But anyways, I digress Uh, and say, you know, from Tim Duncan, one TD to another, let's talk about uh, somebody else who hasn't been on the bench rotation for the Toronto Raptors these days in these first two games. Are you mean Terrence Davis? Terrence Davis, the player known as Terrence Davis.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, as uh, before we talk about his on court performance, which is quite limited, I'll talk Mm -hmm. about his off-court performance through mm-hmm. the medium of a one Katie Heidel uh she wrote an incredible article that I probably read multiple times uh she's she's a fantastic writer and so she really helps you dive into narrative um when she writes uh about basketball and so she the title of this article that came out end of November uh is uh, when answers get in the way of action now we know that he's uh going through court proceedings regarding domestic, domestic abuse case. Um, uh, It's currently uh, under investigation as well uh, by the NBA office. Um, And what's really frustrated. I I know a lot of, not just Toronto Raptor fans, but also uh, you have uh, Toronto media and I, and Toronto media a raptor media in terms of the, uh, the younger generation, which I think are much mm-hmm. more socially and culturally acute, have been addressing it, you know, whether it be uh, Sean Woodley's, the will lose, um, Joshua Hart's and the, um, the Blake Murphy's. Um, and what it has done is, you know, the Toronto Raptors have, have carried themselves in such a high standard you know, as it relates to um, racial injustice and, mm-hmm. and even gender equity, right? Making mm-hmm. sure that they, they hire women in positions of power and executive roles within the team and not just in management, but also on the coaching staff. Um, I, I don't think we would disagree to say that we're one of the most progressive sports organizations there are. Mm-hmm. Um, Representing the Toronto, NBA, exactly, uh, and so when it came down to how we responded, um, and by when when I say we, I, I think we're talking about our man, the management, right. responded to the case. It was disappointing, right? It, it was deeply disappointing because there's this conundrum where we have this public persona, and and now internally, uh, there was a player who um, carried out actions. Um, allegedly, um, and and we were one mute mm-hmm. um, and then we kept on deferring to the NBA's investigation and allowing the court system to take its to run its course um, if anyone knows uh, matters as it relates to domestic domestic abuse and uh, violence against women you know that the criminal justice system isn't really the the fairest of institutions, um, to bring about justice. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was quite disappointing on many points. And so what she really interrogated at least Toronto sports fans is to let's have a time of, you know, um, reflection, um, and maybe even reckoning, right. To be like, Hey, at the end of the day, um, I know you want to wave the flag of fandom, but there are, greater issues at hand and I think we need to prioritize it accordingly right Um, and just and this is just Terrence Davis now imagine if this was one of our big time players right would we would we just brush it under the carpet right or you know use platitudes um, like uh, it's been you know I know that Bobby Webster who I respect a lot you know he made he made some statements that I think didn't <clears throat> didn't uh, sit well um, and didn't come with authority and understanding the, the, the magnitude of the case. So um, now I don't, I, don't, I don't think, you know, uh, Bobby Webster is, is someone who doesn't care about the issues. I, I just think he's uh, having to be very professional and prudent in the way that he um, doesn't speak out of order uh, as it relates to the NBA investigation. But even that's frustrating, right? And so there's limitations. I don't want to drag it on, but I would recommend listeners to uh, read the article. Uh, she runs her own blog, Basketball Feelings, Katie Heidel, um, Sister Can Write. And uh, she Definitely. brings attention to this matter that goes beyond just um, the usual kind of conversation we have around you know, domestic uh, violence um Mm -hmm. and so uh, before you have an opinion about her article read her article please (laughs) right and um and uh and wrestle with it and see where Mm -hmm. you stand and at the end of the day um uh, make sure that you know as as it relates to at least your fandom to 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 the Toronto Raptors you think much more
0: critically about it uh that said now the article the article was when answers get in the way of actions Exactly, and and Katie's handle on Twitter for those who who aren't uh, aware of Katie's writing and her her insights on the NBA is at w t e v s whatevers on Twitter, and she's also part of a podcast um, with a number of other uh, ladies who are uh, Toronto Raptors writers and fans called uh, Dimes and Dashes. And they have uh, a Twitter account as well, which is really easy to find with the name of their podcast. So for me, I've said this to to you, Zaya, uh, before. I think we both mentioned this to friends that we know. Katie's writing is required reading for Raptors fans, uh, period. And you know? so um, she's
1: hilarious. Not everything that she, she writes she's, is.
0: She's addicts, very so funny. She,
1: <laughs> yeah, satirical and uh, witty. And yeah, go on.
0: Well, we have, uh, you know, uh, a handful of minutes left, and it'd be nice to uh, end with some basketball feelings that are good. Um, we had a DeMar DeRozan re- reunion game uh, this this last yes. game. Uh, yes. What were your thoughts, man, when you see him? Obviously, Jakob Pirtle's in the stadium, and so is Rudy Gay. But seeing DeMar is like uh, seeing an old friend. What was it like for you to see Damar. Um
1: Damar is like seeing uh, a cousin that uh doesn't you know reside in the same city, but uh whenever he comes to town or you uh stop into his own town, uh it's all love and and and, and right like deeply, you know, uh, fondness. Uh, he contributed a lot to the franchise that will never that won't that we won't forget. So um even if he's on the other team i actually want him to play well against us right i want him to succeed and I, to see how he's continued to evolve as a player um you know i felt i felt proud right you know he shot four threes um yeah in that in that game now mind you they were wide open cuz our our intention is to um you know have teams shoot shoot threes but particularly him uh, yeah. you know, you weaker three, shooters.
0: Have,
1: yeah. Sub, uh, sub 30%, uh, three point shooter. Um, he did well and you know, I couldn't, I couldn't help, but you know, cheer him on, on that. Um, he's also a better playmaker. Uh, so, um, at the end of the day, he's a competitor and he wants to, he wants to beat his old team. And I understand that, um, Jakob Pirtles, you know, not getting called for offensive fouls when he's at six now. You know, that's that's hilarious. And, you know, I know he has a bromance with uh, Pascal Siakam because they came through, Definitely. they were drafted the same year and they've come up on uh, uh, similar journeys. So it's always great to kind of see that, um, that bond. Uh, but Rudy Gay always reminds me of the dark era. <laughs> and I know he's a really sweet guy. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. He yeah. has a strong connection with Kyle Lowry as well. But he reminds me of that dark era, the Colangelo
0: yeah. era yeah.
1: where there was, pom- you know, it was about pompous, you know, uh, big collar, yeah. power, you know, power ties. But it meant nothing. Right. So, some of those um, some of
0: those days that, you know, we, the dark days, oh you goodness. call them, some would say. It was the wilderness that 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 Demar and Rudy were part of the Moses generation of the Toronto Raptors, Jesus <laughs>
1: <gracious>. <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming that this new core of Fred VanVleet and Pascal Siakam are like Joshua generation. We
0: we got to the, the promised land, baby. <laughs> okay, this is a bit
1: problematic just in terms of lag, land acquisition and. <laughs> <laughs> Indigenous Milk and honey. Milk that. and honey. <laughs> milk and honey. Okay. Let me just let me not get too too political. Um again, that's another biblical reference uh for those who have you know who do not have Jewish or uh Christian roots and and uh, understanding the kind of the narrative there, but I'm sure every other religious uh or irreligious tradition has certain types of um narratives. Um, but back to Rudy Gay. Um uh he got smoked by Pascal, couldn't be guard you know, oh, you yeah. couldn't guard him to save his life. And I think that was kind of the I wouldn't say passing of the torch, but just to demonstrate how far we've come, right? Rudy Gay yeah, definitely. Was, uh gosh, you know, he was the brickmaster, right? He would definitely. high volume shooter just wasn't efficient and uh uh, now we have a smooth running power forward who's second team all NBA uh, who's, um, you know, improving even after that. Uh, yeah. Pascal's playmaking
0: so, has looked really good in both games. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Um, and
0: obviously when you look at power forwards in the past, like, Maybe Patrick Patterson, you could put Rudy Gay in oh that my gosh. three oh. four slot. You can you oh. know, you got Pascal saying uh Patrick Patterson who? DeMari Carroll who he, he's he's uh. light years ahead of them. Um and I think in that Spurs game, uh Chris Boucher's got me saying Marc Gasol who? Uh, ooh, maybe that's ooh. a maybe that's a <laughs> maybe a, a hot take, but <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, maybe, you know, I, uh, he played, and you know, t- this is two games now. It's not just the San Antonio Spurs game. I know he had what six to seven blocks in a San Antonio Spurs. Seven blocks, nasty. Um, and uh, and for anyone who suggests that you know he was the cause for our loss because he didn't block or he didn't oh rebound efficiently, first of all, our the game shouldn't have come down to that, right? We should have, okay. we should have, we should have executed. No, it shouldn't. Have. Um, uh accordingly when we had the lead and even when we were behind we we could have just come back and Mm -hmm. nailed it um but uh, he played incredible and and i want to uh, you know i want to encourage him he was amazing he will not be producing those types of numbers every game so let's really understand that so and if and once he doesn't let's not shit on him either um uh, he's bringing he's that you know energy big coming off the bench with the second unit um One thing that I think that I'm so impressed with is how he's thinking about the game now. Um, He knows what shots he should Mm -hmm. take. Um, He knows how he could help the offense by moving without the ball. He's not, again, he's not the best pick and roll guy. His screens aren't as sturdy as Baines are. Um, cause he, because for the most part, he's a slimmer guy, but he also knows how to roll. He knows how to budge. He knows how to, and let's not speak about his defense, right? He knows how to protect the rim. Um, there's still some things that he needs to mm-hmm. learn in terms yeah. of how to communicate on defense, like how Paul, Paul uh, sorry, Mark Gasol and Serge would kind of anchor the defense from the back. Um, they're incredible, um, mm-hmm that's uh, uh, in uh, at the center position for doing that, but that takes years to perfect right and so um, so I'm, we're giving Boucher that opportunity we 're looking forward to it. Um, you said uh...
0: and we and we got one of the smartest guys exactly. in the league, Kyle Lowry, you know making him look really good, but probably giving them a lot of pointers and telling them to get into that film room and watch. Uh, How Kyle and Serge play together Um, as well. Yeah, I mean, and talking about um,
1: highlights, um, we're starting the week. Uh, Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. we are facing... Yeah.
0: Got a rival. We got a rival tomorrow night. Um,
1: They know our number. We know theirs. That team has changed as well. Um, Speaking of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, it's also... Exactly.
0: It's a former also, Raptor
1: um, the team where North Philly's finest always shows up Kyle Lowry so I'm looking
0: forward to mm-hmm. how he responds yeah. we got a battle a battle of a oof, battle within Cameroon oof, the two cities oof, of, of Cameroon oof, represented by air. Pascal Siakam and West Africa Joel Embiid and last year yeah last year Pascal Siakam uh you know, made Oof. Joel Embiid his little brother. It was fantastic to watch both uh, games that those two guys had many moments against, uh, including a goose yeah. egg that Marc Gasol handed to him. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things to look forward to in that game. And who else do we play this week? We
1: got the Pelicans.
0: We got the we Pelicans the again, and the no, the Knicks.
1: Pelicans, uh, over Pelicans the and the Knicks. Um, uh the, the Knicks are playing well. Go. Um they beat Milwaukee Bucks. Um it's a shocker. So again, for those who are sounding the alarm that the Rap you know, the Raptors are, you know, have a slow start. Well, you know what? The right. Knicks beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And so, um every, you know, teams that are contenders, yeah. they're not putting their um they're they haven't really started really um leveling up. But uh, the Knicks are an interesting squad. It's always great to see Canada's own uh, RJ Barrett um, and to, absolutely.
0: Canadian content. Always it's always fun.
1: In. How he's coming along. I know the Knicks have a new coach, uh, Tom Thibodeau. Um, so it's uh, interesting to see you know what that defensive specialist is going to throw at us, um, which is absolutely nothing because I think we, <laughs> Nick Nurse, will always find ways to adjust and Um, I think uh, our guys always show up against the Knicks. And then I think uh, the Pelicans. Um, I I don't think Bledsoe and um, Alonzo Ball are going to shoot threes like their Steph Curry um, again. So um, I think we're going to watch some tape and adjust um,
0: to that game as well. Yeah, we we'll, we'll want to make amends Absolutely. for our first game um, against them But I want to, I
1: do want to. See, I look forward to seeing um, more of OG kind of uh, coming out of the web that he's been. Yeah. You know, If he shows me uh, the OG that was in the bubble, um, then then I'm I'm fine. And I think yeah. he'll, he he you know, I think his personality is one that yeah. isn't overtly assertive, or you know, um, now don't just because he's not overly assertive doesn't mean he's not aggressive. He is. Uh, he's just not overly vocal and, you know, demonstrative with his emotions. So uh mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. get there. Uh He's a smart guy. He knows uh, uh, he's put in the work in terms of improving his game. So uh but he is definitely on the watch uh, for me because he has a lot more potential, especially with the new contract that he signed. Anything else where you're missing or you're looking forward to?
0: No, I, I think we got an abbreviated uh, podcast tonight, knowing that uh, we probably got one before the end of the week after these two games and probably lots more to talk about. You know, we can uh, talk about uh, Nate uh, Bjorkman uh, going 3-0 and with the Indiana Pacers. We can talk uh, other things around the league. Maybe even a Masai extension, that hopefully a, that, by that the
1: end of the year here. Yeah, yeah and we got right, new right. resolutions. Mean, uh, the Brooklyn Nets
0: <laughs> to uh, look forward to with
1: KD returning. You know, remember he got injured playing in the finals against uh, yeah. the eventual champions, the Toronto Raptors, and so uh, he looks he looks fantastic on the court and really, really for for the sake of the NBA and basketball in general, I think it's we're all happy for him and cheering him on. Um, him on, not the Nets. Um, but uh, I know you,
0: <laughs> yeah, lots, lots, to look, your, lots uh, to look post, forward to. Analysis. Uh,
1: again tomorrow,
0: yeah, you'll be uh on on okay. Twitter tomorrow night for those who are interested. Uh, you'll be you'll be writing uh, as the game absolutely. goes on, is for, that right? For my,
1: for my boy Jesse,
0: we try and do that, that between the two of us uh, on Twitter, Luke, Luke uh luke L- luke is our you, luke? our biggest fan on twitter uh i know that we have some other some other close friends that uh have been listening to the podcast but uh, we we're starting to get a couple big raptors fans who are interested in can in what gracious. we're saying the nonsense that gracious. we type and maybe they're even listening to the podcast uh you can find us on twitter uh a good media person would always tell you plug plug your social media uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Jurassic Views. Clipper, Clipper, fans,
1: Clipper fans, uh, do, not yeah, man, once ag- do not talk to me. Do not talk to me. Don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it, man. Let's leave it there, and uh, we'll talk soon. Maybe even you'll join me for uh, uh, first right, takes we'll see, post-game we'll uh, reaction. To our this listeners, week. peace. Have a good week. All right, man.